Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Emma Gillespie, filling in for, I don't know, one of you bitches. One of you bitches, and it's me, it's Mel. I went to go, it's me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me, because I just can't stop listening to Taylor Swift. That's the only song that I've heard from that whole album, is just that song, in that bite. Literally, I can't open TikTok without hearing it at this point. Are there verses? Wouldn't know. Wouldn't know. Could just know that, that on one loop. sound bite, yep. Yes. Hi, Emma, it's lovely to have you here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> On the show today, over the last few days, we've seen more and more brands cut ties with Kanye, more and more people, decision makers, moving away from him thanks to those anti-Semitic comments. But the person everyone was waiting to hear from was actually Kim Kardashian. And we have a problem with it. Why does it seem like she needs to be the one to hold her ex-partner to account? So we're going to get into that a little bit later on. But first, the entertainment news headlines of the day. I have news. What's the hot gas? I want more headlines. Beloved actor Leslie Jordan has died aged 67 after a car accident in Los Angeles today. Police at the scene told media outlets they believe he suffered a medical emergency before crashing into the side of a building. Now, you might not know Leslie by name, but he won an Emmy for his guest appearance on Will and Grace, and he's known for roles in American Horror Story and several sitcoms. But where you might know him from is Instagram. He gained a huge fan base during the lockdowns for posting the most wholesome and hilarious videos, often starting with, let me try this accent. Well, hello, fellow hunker downers. Oh. That, wasn't, that wasn't great. But, you know, it's that vibe. I've picked a personal favorite. It's him doing Olympic commentary. Here you go. This is the way I'd be if I reported from the Olympics. Oh, there they go. Flip flop, round and round. There's Tom Daly. See, they've got to make 100 points to beat him. They're not going to be able to do it, I don't think. Look, woo! In those little tight speedos. There you go, there you go. That's how I'd be the reporter. Leslie Allen Jordan reporting for duty with the Olympic diving. Well, Vale, Leslie, you will be so missed. Queen of peach everything, the cutest, chicest woman in Sydney <laughs> slash Australia slash the world. If you true. can't already tell, I love her to bits. It's Zoe Foster Blake, and she's opened her home up to Vogue Living for a peek inside 
the dreamland house that she shares with Hamish, her husband, and their two kids. So Zoe and the fam moved to Sydney from Melbourne about two years ago after they purchased a home in Vaucluse. Vaucluse is in Sydney's eastern you know suburbs. That I saw Hamish bike riding with his son in Vaucluse <gasps> the other day. Wow, that's... and I was really cool. I didn't even notice. I was just like turned away, like. It could be anyone. That's like the code of living in Vaucluse. You just have to be not phased when you see the big celebs. So that's where they live in Sydney's east. But they bought this big house at the end of 2020 and did a huge renovation. So almost immediately Zoe started teasing a huge reno over Instagram. We got little previews of design moments, colour and texture swatches. We saw her sort of having fun with the designers. It was all happening. But anticipation has been building for years. And finally we have been involved invited inside to see the finished product. There's a cover feature in the next Vogue Living magazine and a 10-minute glorious video mm-hmm. of a home tour. Zoe showing us all around the fabulous home. Here's a little bit of it. Oh, hey, Vogue Living. I'm Zoe from beautiful Sydney, Australia, and this is my home. Let's come have a look. We love that idea when people look in their eyes as well as like, we don't have an answer, but it's somewhere cool. This house is Everything I could have dreamed of and more, think bold colours, lush wallpaper, a custom striped kitchen bench. It is so, so fun. The magazine feature is out on Thursday, but you can actually watch the video right now, which I highly recommend you doing after you finish this episode, of course. We'll pop a link (laughs) in the show notes. But Mel, what did you think of this house? Look, it's interesting that you said it's your dream house because for me, this would be like waking up in a nightmare, but I support it for her. I'm not going to yuck anyone else's yum, as they say. It's gorgeous. I can objectively see how it's gorgeous. It's just not for me. There's a lot of pink here. Mm -hmm. There's so much pink. I just don't know if I could handle that much pink in my life. It's very terracotta. You are wearing a pink top at the moment. So obviously you would work perfectly in this house. You blend into the pink. It's all very like salmon-y, terracotta, clay sort of pink. It's fashion pink. I did try to look up one of the chairs that was featured in the video and it was so expensive that the website had a link where you could just inquire. Oh, price on arrival, isn't it yeah. called? Yes. Yeah. Oh, It was like available stock, click, <laughs> chair, click, inquire. <laughs> inquire. Tell me how much the fucking chair is. Inquire means five figures, guys. That's what that means. Minimum. Minimum. Speaking of chairs, the one that is like a little person waving, but it has a little bum underneath. You'll see it as soon as you watch the video. It's like wicker. It's like wicker and it's like a little man head shape and then a little hand sticking out the side. sort of sit in his lap? Yes. And then if you look under the chair, which I guess no one would do and that's the thing, it's like a little sneaky cute surprise, it has a bum. Yeah, it's thick. It's got a big juicy butt. A little big juicy butt under there. My favourite part about this house is that it's so fun and playful and silly and something you said, Mel, when we were in planning for the show this morning was just that it's so nice to see a celebrity leaning into colour and fun in a world of, you know, house tours of prison core, concrete chic. <laughs> prison core. You know, like the Kim K house tours where you're like, yes. but where where do you put your things in your life? You can only sit rigidly on one chair and stare at a blank wall in a Kim Kardashian house. Yeah, it is really nice. Nice seeing the fun. I mean, it's very Zoe and Hamish. They are very fun and playful. Yep. It's not a surprise that this is an incredibly cute, whimsical house. Absolutely. And one thing we already knew, but that has certainly been reaffirmed, is they're loaded. They're they so are so rich. rich. 
They have so much money. I want to be their child. Oh, absolutely. The playroom, the yeah. rumpus room for the kids in this house, delightful. Delightful. But, but somehow yes. it's not sickening. You're not like, oh, they're so spoiled. You're like, good for you. No, exactly. I do feel this about Zoe and Hamish is that, you know, they started out very much as like the every couple. Mm. And look, they have gotten incredibly wealthy over the years thanks to all their hard work but it's not like they hide it but they also don't flaunt it it's just kind of that's who they are and and it's fine and I kind of like that love that Mamma Mia subscribers you've been asking and we've been listening now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. Well, the fashion reign of Kanye West seems like it actually might be over after his anti-Semitic comments on social media and in interviews have led to some major shifts from those who have long supported the star. So Balenciaga has cut ties with Ye and Lord of Vogue Anna Wintour is said to have also ended their professional relationship. A completed documentary on Kanye has also been cancelled as MRC Television has said they cannot support any content that amplifies his platform. The last label still sitting on the fence is Adidas. Adidas? Or Adidas. Adidas, Adidas, whatever you like to say. (laughs) They've said their very, very lucrative partnership with Kanye is under review, but Kanye has taunted the label in recent interviews. The thing about it, me and Adidas, is like, I could literally say anti-Semitic shit and they can't drop me. I could say anti-Semitic things and Adidas can't drop me. Now what? Most of this turn against the star can be tracked back to a viral image that did the rounds this week of people hanging anti-Semitic posters over an LA freeway, proving his influence and how his recent hate speech is actually having an impact. It's pretty scary. So look, obviously he's gone too far, but what I'm fascinated by is how Kim Kardashian is being pulled into all of this. So in case you didn't know, lol, I mean, I don't know how you would not know this, but (laughs) Kim and Kanye were married for years. They share four kids together. And for a long time, they worked together in the fashion space as well well. But when I woke up today, it was just this wall of headlines like Kim breaks silence on Kanye West's anti-Semitic remarks and like Kim finally speaks about Kanye's behaviour. Kim distances herself from Kanye's anti-Semitic comments. Yeah, just like really like focusing in on what she has now said as though she's broken a silence or like she'd been expected to say something. And it just reeked of like this woman who used to be married to this man but has nothing to do with him currently must be held accountable for his actions or like must speak up because this is Mm. her ex-husband and he's doing bad things. And, like, I can totally understand why she would want to speak out and I think it's great that she has because obviously we should condemn any hate speech and any celebrity speaking up against hate speech is a good thing. But why were we expecting her to and why was there this sort of unspoken pressure on her. This is a really interesting take on this story because obviously there are headlines coming out by the minute about the people dropping Kanye from their labels or distancing from him or, you know, distributors or lawyers or film companies who are, you know, no longer collaborating with him. But you're so right. I didn't expect there to be any pressure on Kim, but obviously there was. They're not married, as you mentioned. They have not a lot to do with each other, famously, Mm. because of Kanye's for lack of a better word, candor online when it comes to him talking about his relationship with Kim post-divorce. 
why should Kim Kardashian have to tell us that no, she doesn't hate Jewish people in order for us to believe her? For me, like anti-Semitism is not a grey area nuanced issue. Mm. Like this is black and white. You either are racist or you either are anti-Jewish people or you're not. Exactly. You know, and so I think for Kanye to come out and say abhorrent things that obviously are hate speech and no one thinks that that is acceptable behaviour, that doesn't then mean in my eyes that every person that's ever collaborated with him or had anything to do with him or had sex with him for that matter is then by association also anti-Semitic. Exactly. And especially like for me, No one is really asking for everyone in Kanye's life to speak up about this. Like no one is saying, Jay-Z, what is your feelings here? You know, like other people that, you know, in the past he's been very close to or worked with and now doesn't. Like obviously I understand how brands are being held accountable because this person is representing your brand. Yeah, and they are making money off this person. Exactly. So, I mean, the conundrum with Adidas, it'll be really interesting to see what they do, but I kind of agree with Kanye on this one. Like Adidas makes so much money. I mean, I don't have the bottom line details in front of me, but I would imagine a significant chunk of their profit margin comes from the products they sell as Yeezy products, as a collaboration with Kanye. But like for Kim, at what point do we say, okay, you're not with that person anymore and therefore you're not bound to his attitude, his opinions? I mean, even if she was still with him, that doesn't make his opinions her opinions. But at least then I would understand, I suppose, a little bit more because you're aligned to someone romantically and therefore you maybe need to speak up and say, okay, I might be married to this person, but I do not agree with these beliefs because there's a bit more of a tie there. There's no tie there. He's literally stalked her. He said horrific stuff about her online. He's just bullied her in the media. Like she's been distanced from him for like, what, over a year, a couple of years at this point. I just really hate the term breaking their silence in general. It's often applied to women. Exactly. I find who are somebody's partner or somebody's ex-partner or you yeah. know something and it's when they say something publicly about an issue or a situation that involves their ex yeah. who has nothing to do with them and is also not them. And when you strip the fame away from this situation and you know trying to see Kim Kardashian as just another person or just another woman is hard because she's the most famous person in the world. But ultimately this is someone who is married to a person who is hugely problematic is dealing with ongoing a erratic behaviour as a result of a mental health crisis that they can't seem to get a hold of and has been probably victim to forms of abusive behaviour in terms of that controlling Mm. behaviour. And now for her to have to wake up and go, yeah, I agree that what he said was bad and I care about Jewish people and let's not be hateful. Why? Why should she have to go there? Yeah. I was reading an article about how conspiracy theorists always sort of end up in this place of anti-Semitism. And it's really interesting that you can start being radicalized and end up going down this rabbit hole. And for some reason, it always lands on that there's this affluent, powerful community of Jewish people pulling the strings around the world and calling all the shots. And the only reason that people don't talk about it is because they're being controlled by Jewish people. And then that proves that point for those conspiracy theorists that like, well, see, you're not talking about it. That's because you're being controlled by Jewish people. And it's like, no, we're not talking about it because this is literal hate speech. Yes. Yeah. It's interesting with Kanye because it is obviously complicated. We've talked about this before, but yeah, he's definitely turned a corner now. I think he has consistently over the last month said 
stuff that you can't really take back and he's not taking it back and that is a big part of the problem. It's not like he sounded off on Twitter and then apologised and then rectified that behaviour. He's literally just like sounding off, sometimes taking it back, then doing something else terrible, saying something else terrible. I do think this is kind of the end of his fashion reign but I just feel like with Kim, she's been through enough with this man. She's not involved with this man anymore. Her business, nothing in her life has to do with Kanye besides the fact that they co-parent children leave her out of the narrative thank you so much for listening to the spill today that's all we've got time for this episode was produced by gia moylan with audio production by rhiannon mooney thank you so much for having me today thanks for being here emma it's been a delight as always pleasure love being on board the spill will be back tomorrow without me but in the meantime (laughs) if you want to get in touch with us of course dm us on instagram at the spill podcast or email us the spill at mamamia.com.au Bye. Bye.